Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Hello again. Today I've called this talk, Just What Are the Nine Spiritual Gifts? You know, most Christians, yourself included, I'm sure, know that 1 Corinthians chapter 12 contains a list of Holy Spirit manifestations, nine of them. But what are these nine spiritual gifts? Let me just read to you the passage in question. So it reads as follows. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 to 11. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kind of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. Now here, here's a problem. We've read all this, we understand it, but we don't find definitions of these gifts anywhere in the Bible. There's no place where you can go to and say, you know, a gift of prophecy is exactly this, or a gift of tongues is this, or interpretation is that. Or... So what exactly are they? Let me just take the first two manifestations of the Holy Spirit that are mentioned here. Wisdom and knowledge, and use them as an example. Now, when I was a new believer, my pastor taught me that the gift of knowledge consisted of supernaturally given knowledge that the recipient would not normally have. So this was information imparted directly by the Holy Spirit. So he then linked the gift of wisdom to knowledge and defined this as a realization imparted by the Holy Spirit as to how to apply the gift of knowledge. So how did my teachers, and myself by the way, because this is essentially my belief even today, how did we come to this understanding? You see, many other teachers have different understandings of these gifts. For instance, one of my favorite theologians is the late J. Rodman Williams, and he writes as follows, A word of wisdom is in some way an explication of the mystery of God that centers on Jesus Christ. Okay, it's quite broad there. Then he defines a word of knowledge as an inspired word of teaching or instruction that occurs within the context of the gathered community. Well, it doesn't sound at least too much supernatural about that, although he says it's an inspired word. Dr. Wayne Grudem, another well-known theologian, he moves even further away from a directly supernatural understanding of the gifts when he writes, a word of wisdom is simply the ability to speak a wise word in various situations. And he describes a word of knowledge as the ability to speak with knowledge about a situation. I don't see anything supernatural about that at all. It just sounds like a common-sense person speaking common sense. So, who do you think is closer to the truth, though? How do we know for ourselves? Well, I explore this question in a book that I'm releasing shortly called The Nine Spiritual Gifts and How to Find Your Ministry. But, you know, I'll tell you more about that just before it's actually published as a, as a Kindle book. But for now, I'm trying to explore some of the underlying issues that relate to this book which I'm bringing out. Now, it's an important matter. It's, it's not something we should write off or treat lightly. And it's important uh, because of the following. First of all, our understanding of the, of the gifts 
affects how we appreciate them. Do we regard them as manifestations of the Holy Spirit through the ministry of a believer, and that they are therefore directly supernatural in origin and presentation? Or do we believe that they are expressions of our human giftedness, leading experience, etc.? Maybe inspired a bit, you know, enhanced perhaps by the gracious help of the Holy Spirit. It's important that we understand how we see these things. Secondly, it affects how we respond to them. Our understanding of what they are and how we define them affects how we respond to them. So do we act only when the Holy Spirit directly motivates us to do so, when it comes to gifts? Or are we operating in the gifts as a normal part of our Christian life and ministry? If you look at those definitions I gave just now, so Wayne Gruden would be basically saying, you know, it's just part of the Christian life, and as a normal, rational man, you have wisdom and, and knowledge. Jay Williams has got a bit further, and he uh, says, no, it's an inspired utterance. And I take it a bit further and say, actually, the gifts are manifestations of the Holy Spirit in and through the ministry of believers. Now, if all of this wasn't confusing enough, we've also got to contend with the occult counterfeits of spiritual gifts. You see, in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 to 2, Paul starts his discussion on what he calls spiritual matters, by the way. He doesn't use the word gifts per se, spiritual matters. In a, a very strange manner, he says, About matters of the Spirit, brothers, I do not want you to be unaware. You know how when you were pagans, you were led to dumb idols being led astray. Now that seems a strange and enigmatic way of introducing the subject of spiritual gifts. Until you realize that many of the Christians in Corinth, the very first recipients of this letter, were saved out of occult pagan teachings and practices. And these occult phenomenon that they were accustomed to experiencing and seeing around them were such things as spiritual healing, prophecy and tongues. So Paul tells them, and therefore he tells us, not to be ignorant of this fact and therefore become confused by the pagan counterfeit of the gifts. Okay, well and good, but embedded in his warning, embedded in his don't get confused, brethren, there are three things that I pick up that actually help me to identify the nature of the gifts of the Spirit. So follow along with me here. First of all, Paul goes on in verse 3 of 1 Corinthians 12 by identifying the key differentiator between true and counterfeit gifts, and that is true gifts sent on Jesus and give him the glory. So, embedded in his admonition here is, listen, if you want to know what's true and what's false, see what's pointing to Jesus. Okay, that's a, that's a great word of wisdom. Secondly, he writes of speaking by the Spirit of God. Speaking by the Spirit of God. Well, this points very strongly to supernatural utterance rather than some kind of normal, purely human interactions. Thirdly, He's concerned that believers might mistake the counterfeit for the real. Now, why would he be concerned if, in fact, the counterfeit and the real didn't appear to be very similar? Must be so, right? Well, you see, in the occult world of that day, and frankly, the occult world of our day, the gifts are seen as direct manifestations of the spiritual realm. If you look into the occult, they don't tell you it's just normal behavior. They will say it's the manifestation of the spirits. Well, in the case of the cult, it's the manifestation maybe of demonic spirits. In the case of the Christian, it's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. But this gives us a clear guidance, I think, 
as to the nature of these gifts. They are supernaturally given from God. There are counterfeits we must be aware of, but for the Christian born again of the Spirit, they are from God and therefore need to be treated and regarded as something that the Holy Spirit does, not something that we just do routinely. Okay, in my next uh, Truth Talk, I want to deal briefly with two interesting underlying issues concerning gifts. One is the correlation between anointing of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, in the charismatic church and Pentecostal churches particularly, we speak much of being anointed and the anointing and so on. Well, how is this different from the manifestation of the gifts? And if it is different, what's the correlation? What's the connection between gifts and anointing? I want to talk about that next time around. I also want to talk about the correlation between manifestations of the Holy Spirit and ministries in the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, which is really the subject matter of my book. So I, I need to un unpack this a little bit for you. In other words, what are the things that the Holy Spirit does and what are the things that we do in His power? Uh, one last point. Spiritual manifestations are usually a feature of great church revivals. And we really want a revival, don't we? It's a true Jesus, Holy Spirit revival. So in the meanwhile, why don't you get hold of my free book on revival? So it can do nothing but good to read something like that and feed your spirit on that. It's called The Twelve Key Aspects of Revival. And all you have to do is get onto my site, which is truth is the word, one word, truth is the word, just one word, dot com. Truth is the word dot com. And you'll see the link there to the free revival book. Click on it. And there's no strings attached. You just download the free copy of it and it's yours. Great. God bless you. Until next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth is the word.